Well, today is the last day we're going to be looking at James. If you've been following along, this is our third week. Now, even though James is a really small book and there's only five chapters in it, we've just gotten a couple of chunks. And so I encourage you after to make sure you read through James, continue to find out what's in there. There's a lot of good stuff. James is kind of a a difficult passage because there's a lot of stuff that nudges us as Christians and reminds us what we need to be working on. So um, the youth are also going through James. And in fact, at the end of November, they're having a big quiz. And so they're studying through the book of James and they're going to be doing a quiz and see who who knows the book of James the best. So you can kind of keep studying along. We'll try to even get a couple videos and show you how the youth did with that. We've all heard the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And we all know that's not true. We know that there are words that can destroy us or words that can encourage us. Strangers can come up to us and totally wreck us. Our words have a lot of power. The things we say, even in jest, can have devastating effects on people. I bet all of you can think of someone who said something to you when you were a kid and you still remember it today. It might still bother you. What comes out of our mouths, it's so powerful. When you think of the tongue, and I was looking up things about the tongue, there's a lot of interesting things. Do you know that the tongue can tell um, your health? It can tell if you have vitamin deficiencies. It can tell if you have poor circulation. There's a lot about the tongue I had no clue about. Did you know that everyone in my family can roll their tongue, except for me? (laughs) I'm the odd one out. I don't know how many of you can roll your tongue, but I guess it's the whole gene thing, and Jeff can, and so the rest of my family can, and I can't. Even Lily can. Did you know that the tongue is mentioned 133 times in the NIV? I'm going to share a couple of those, not all 133. Proverbs 21, verse 23 says, He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. Proverbs 15, 4 says, A soothing tongue is a tree of life, but perversion in it crushes the spirit. Psalm 34.13 says, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. There's even a song that um, we taught our kids when they were little. Keep your tongue from evil, keep your tongue. Anybody else heard that song? Oh, great. Well, I'm not going to keep singing it then. Um, Philippians 2.10 and 11 says, so at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And at that, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So if we start, we're going to look at James chapter 3. We're going to start right at the beginning. And it reads this way. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Now, in Bible times, to be a teacher was a prominent position in the early church. It would kind of be like what a rabbi is to the Jewish community, um, a teacher would be to the Christian community. It was a position of prestige. Remember, not very many people could read. And at this time, it seems that there were people who were vying for this position that maybe weren't ready. 
Perhaps even they were the cause of the quarreling and critical speech that was talked about in the next chapter, in chapter 4. But when I read that, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be judged more strictly? That's a scary big deal. Teaching requires speaking, the hardest of all parts of the body to control, and so exposes them to greater danger of judgment. Their constant use of their tongue means that they can sin very easily, leading others astray at the same time. Now, if you are a Sunday school teacher here at Elam, please do not quit today and tell me, oh, I'm sorry, I'm out of this, because this is really scary. Or if you're a small group leader, you know what? Because all of us are teachers. All of us. You might be like, no, if you have kids, you're teachers. If you share advice with somebody, you're a teacher. You have influence with others, and you can teach them. Verse 3 says, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It's a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. My tongue can be set on fire by hell itself. Scary stuff. Satan can tempt us to say things. If I'm gossiping, who's using my tongue? Is Satan using our tongues? Is the advice that you give biblical? Is it from God? When you think about it, somebody could come up to you and say, you know what, I've been praying for a long time and I think God is telling me I need to forgive my father. Even though he was a really abusive father, I need to forgive him. And you might say, you know what, it's okay. You don't need to worry about that. That's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And sometimes we as Christians, we just kind of give out advice and we say, oh, you don't need to worry about that. But if that's God's will and he's been telling that person to do that and we say, you don't need to worry about it, that's Satan. Satan, use our tongue. And as I'm reading through this, I'm like, oh my goodness, what have I got to do? What have I got to confess? I haven't always done right by this. Verse 7 says, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Now, I have to admit, when I read this, I thought of my husband. If you know my husband, he's an animal guy. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. And I was thinking, you know, all the different kinds of animals you can tame. And if you've been to the circus or all different places, you've seen that. And I was thinking fish. You know, there's whales, there's dolphins. Sure, we can tame those. But did you know that you can train a goldfish? My husband told me this. So we're going to watch like a few seconds of a video to show you that you can actually train a goldfish. Let's see it. So your fish does nothing. Until now.
R2 Fish School Kit. Everything you need to train your fish to do amazing tricks. So we can train a lot of different animals. We can train a goldfish, but we can't seem to control our tongue. Verse 9 says, Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. The whole double-mindedness that James seems to talk a lot about back and forth. You say you have faith, but you don't show it by actions. You use your tongue to praise God and then to curse others. Every one of us has been made in the image of God, not just Christians. But yet we think it's okay to say things about others if we consider them bad. Did you know that Donald Trump is made in the image of God? Seriously. Justin Trudeau is made in the image of God. 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2 says this, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to pray for them and love them. It's not right for us to hate anyone that God's created. The heart of God is Romans 5.8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Not when we were great and cleaned up, while we were still sinners. That's how much Jesus loved us. That's how much God loved us. We're coming into Christmas, and Christmas isn't about God coming to curse the world, but it's about him coming to the world to love and save the world. Now, when I think about giving myself to God, like we all, we all plan, and our goal is that we give all of ourselves to God, right? We, we've given it all, we, we pray, we ask God. But sometimes when we think of our tongue, and I'm going to use this toothbrush as an illustration of our tongue, Sometimes when we we give ourselves, we give our tongue, and on Sunday we're here and we're praising God and saying all these great things. But through the week, we give our tongue to Satan, and we start gossiping, we say things about others, we say not very nice things. And then next Sunday we're like, here God, we want to give it back to you. I have a video that we're going to show that shows a little bit more the ooh of what that actually is. Grizzly? Not particularly. Mind you, I haven't seen him in the mornings. <laughs> Ew! And actually, later in the video, that dad, the dad that's in there, brushes his teeth with that same toothbrush. And we say, oh, that's disgusting, but that's the double-mindedness that, that James is talking about. Sometimes we praise God and we're here, but then we give it to Satan through the week, and then we're like, here, God, and he's like, ooh. 
I don't want you to use your tongue to do that, the tongue that you use to hurt people all week. I don't want you to come and praise me. It's not clean. And I do it. We all do it. Verse 10 says, And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. And this this is where it tells us. It's not about working on what we say. It's about changing the source. It's about changing our heart. Luke 6 verse 45 says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. Matthew 15, verse 11. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. So if what we say comes from what's in our heart, then what we need to work on and what we need to change is our heart. We need to surrender our whole selves to God. Are we spending time with God? Are we reading his word? Life is busy, and sometimes the phone, which is supposed to be helping us, takes over our lives. (laughs) I know it does for me. But we need to find that quiet time to spend with God. We need to find that white space in our lives so that we can... We can quiet and come before God. We can talk to him, but we can also hear what he has to say and where he wants to move in our lives. Are we using our tongue to praise God and curse others? Today, I want to give my mouth to God. Yeah, we're going to make mistakes. We know that, but our goal isn't to stop just because we're going to make mistakes. We want to become more like Christ. Remember in the beginning, we talked about trials and temptations and being purified We want to let God continue to work in us. And the nudging that we hear from him is his spirit working in us and saying, you know, here's something you can do. So today I want to encourage you to change the heart. Who do you need to start loving and not cursing? Think about it for a second. Who do you need to start loving and stop hating? There might be a really good reason to hate them. There's people who I hate. (laughs) But God's saying you need to love everyone. Every single person is made in God's image. So today, let's give our hearts to God. Let's let him speak to us. And as we sing our closing song today, let's use our mouths to praise him, to worship him, to confess that he is Lord. Let's pray together. God, we want to give you our whole body, including our tongue. May it be used to praise you, to build others up and not tear them down. 
Help us to truly see others as you do, made in your image, worth dying for. I pray that your word would continue to impact us after today. That we would have the right attitude when trials come. That our faith would be seen in our actions. And our words would praise you in all we do. Amen.